Welcome to Money Grows on Trees. Money does grow on trees. A podcast full of practical, real-life money lessons that you wish you learned in school. Lloyd is a former lawyer turned lifestyle entrepreneur. In each episode, he'll be answering the tough questions around money, investing, and entrepreneurship to help you transform your money mindset and move you closer to achieving your financial goals. Now, let the class begin. Here's your host, Lloyd Ross. All right, welcome back to the show, Money Grows on Trees podcast. This episode is, when should I buy a car? (laughs) When should I buy a car? When is it a good time to buy a car? Should I buy a car? Should I buy a brand new? Should I buy a second hand? What's a good financial decision when it comes to a car? Should I finance? Should I pay cash? Uh, These are all the questions that mull around in your head when you're about to buy a car. So let me uh, tell you what I think, then let me explain to you what I've done, and hopefully it'll give you some direction on what to do. what what's really cool is my cousin Kate, uh, she was listening to the podcast and she actually I bumped oh she came up here to visit and we were having a chat and she said I listen to the podcast I'm like great awesome, she said it actually prevented me from going off and buying a brand new car when I didn't need one, so I'm really happy about that because the reality is that you've got to be careful to avoid things you don't need, so that later you don't have to sell things that you do need. There you go. That's a that's a good lesson. Avoid buying things that you don't need so that you don't have to sell things to, uh, that you do need later. And that's that's a great financial lesson. The reality is a lot of us, in fact, all of us don't need a brand new car. You do not need a brand new one. You don't need to go to the showroom floor and walk in there and get a brand new car at all. Because I know that there's a weird thing going on at the moment with the economy and inflation where Cars are going up in value, but that is only because of the loose monetary policy and low interest rates <laughs> and the low supply that's coming to the countries because of COVID. That's an unusual uh, That's an unusual thing. That won't be around for long. Okay, That will correct and cars will continue to depreciate. Unless, of course, you're looking at collectibles, in which case it doesn't produce income, don't know what it's worth, and it's a speculative asset. Okay, So I'm talking about a functional car that you want to buy to get around. That's what I'm talking about. So when it comes time to buy a car, everybody knows that typically they depreciate. They go down in value. They probably lose 20% of their value as soon as you drive them off the lot. That's why I think secondhand is always the best. And it's important to not... I mean, when you're going to buy a car, there's a few things to consider. The first thing to consider is, A, do you need one? Because if you've got a perfectly uh, you know, good car that doesn't require a lot of maintenance and is, you know, does the job it's supposed to do, then you don't really need one. So there's no point in getting one, basically. And I look back to our, our our life and we had a car, our little VW EOS, bought that um, cash, when was that? 10 years ago almost, almost like nine, 10 years ago. And it depreciated pretty heavily Obviously, over 10 years, it probably lost $20,000 worth of its value, 25000 maybe. So irrespective of how you buy a car, whether you finance it or whether you um, buy it for cash, it will go down in value. That's depreciation. Okay, The value of the asset falls over the time. And cars are notorious for falling in value because they don't, <laughs> they don't produce income either. So they're not an asset. They're a liability. And they depreciate. So that's a non-cash charge. That's a non-cash loss in value over time. They require petrol, they require maintenance, and they require parts uh, as well. And if you're financing it, they require interest payments. So without a doubt, and they don't produce income, so they're without a doubt a liability. There's no doubt about that, okay? So just get 
Just get that around your head first. They're a liability. You don't want to own too many of them because of that fact. And so we we personally paid cash for that little car. And secondhand, so secondhand, bought it off someone for cash. So save a lot of money in depreciation by buying it secondhand. Otherwise, it would have depreciated by another ten or fifteen or twenty thousand. So by just by buying secondhand, we we actually saved a lot of money. But then here's the thing: we actually only had one car between us. Now, not every couple can do that, and I get it. But here, there's a lot of um, sense in living close to where you work as well. Um, so you can Uber and you can do those those things that owning two cars because it costs about, I would say. You know, eight to ten thousand, including petrol, to have a car every year. Eight to ten thousand a year to have a car, right? Not including any finance costs. So if you have two cars straight away, you're probably spending you know sixteen to twenty thousand dollars a year just to own the two cars. You know, insurance, rates, maintenance, petrol, um, depreciation. If you add all that up, you know, a car, you know, to own a car every year is eight to ten grand, straight up. So if you own two, it's sixteen to twenty thousand of after-tax dollars. So you've got to earn like thirty grand a year just to own those two cars. So think about think about that before you go and own two cars at once. Particularly if they're financed, that's a really gnarly, nasty financial situation to be in if you've only got you know a certain amount of income coming in. So we made the decision that we'd have one car. So I would I would walk to work or or I would drop a leash and then I'd go back to work. This is few years ago when we had our traditional jobs and that was a way that we minimized our outgoings we paid cash didn't finance the car bought it secondhand and we actually owned that car for almost 10 years there you go so for 10 years now listen put this in perspective i could have bought a lamborghini 10 years ago easy could have done it right could have paid cash for one too but we didn't why why didn't we go off and buy a Ferrari or Lamborghini 10 years? Because it's a dumb idea. <laughs> Those types of supercars are great. They're like a cherry on top of a cake. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're a great vision to go and cast for yourself and go buy one for sure. Definitely do it, you know, when you can afford it. But when you are building your wealth, you don't want to pay too much for a vehicle. Um, so could have bought one for cash, but didn't because we were buying assets, income producing value accretion assets like shares that's what we we're doing right back then and building businesses okay so we avoided that we thought you know what let's just get a little car pay cash second hand and we owned it for 10 years so that's how i would encourage you to buy your cars if it's good enough for me to do that i'm sure it's good enough for you to do that okay so don't rush out and buy a car a when you need one when you don't need one so when 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 is appropriate when is it appropriate to buy a car so <clears throat> what happened with us was the car, our car, it was like the gearbox went in it and it was like six grand or seven grand to replace the, the automatic gearbox. It's not cheap. And then the following year, the oil leak started to come out. It was going to cost 6000 all these transmission leaks, oil leaks. The car was getting old, right? It was an 08 model, so it was like, uh, what's that, 13 years old. And, you know, we were starting to think, this is costing us more than really what the car's worth. And so it started to become a financial problem to own the car. And it was probably time to upgrade because we had a lot more. Ca- we actually had enough to buy a brand new car in cash. We also had enough to purchase and finance a brand new car um, with income, and we had more than enough behind us to finance a car with our businesses. Like we 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 could have afforded to buy many cars. 
So that was also a, uh, an indication that certainly could afford it financially, okay? But also thinking about starting a family, we're like, you know, need a bigger car, ultimately. Still only need one, but bigger car too. So we thought, okay, let's think about getting a four-wheel drive and we'll buy it secondhand. Uh, that's, it's relatively new. It's only, you know, a couple years old and we'll buy it off a, off a car lot where it's got roadworthies and everything done and we'll do it in such a way that um, lends itself to the time we use it for our business. We'll be able to deduct some and we'll, we'll trade in our car to get it right? So there's a few lessons there. Number one, we could easily afford it from passive income to finance it. Number two, we could have bought it for cash if we really wanted to more than once. Number three, uh, it was costing more to actually own our old car than what a new car would cost basically in, in maintenance. And we we're thinking about starting a family. So it made a little bit of sense to, if we're going to buy one, let's buy one that's bigger, right? So, and let's buy one and have it in a trust so that there are some expenses associated with that vehicle that can be ducted through our businesses, okay? So there's a lot of, you know, GST discounts and stuff to have off that. And there was also at the time a 60% write-off for business acquisitions at the time, right? So some of that is write-offable if it's if you're using it for a business. Okay? Not all of it, but some of it. So there was all these things adding up to make this a really sensible financial decision. And so when you're buying a car, think about all the reasons why you should buy one and then all the reasons why you shouldn't. And for us, it was just so stacked towards buying one that it just made absolute sense. So it was a 10-year decision. And I think that's important to consider too because you just don't want to rush out and buy things like that without any thought and when you don't need to. So for 10 years, we didn't need to and we didn't. But all of a sudden, we did. So we went in, traded our car in. We actually financed it. Interestingly, now I talk about a lot avoiding debt, but with the money that the cash we had, I can get a higher return than 6% on it. And that's what the finance of the car would is costing. So it is actually more sensible to actually finance it than it was to pay cash because we can get a 13, 14% return off the cash instead of just putting getting 6% return. So there you go. If you're wanting to know how that works, if you can get a higher return because you're a good investor on your cash, then finance it, okay? Particularly when finance rates are so low at the moment. And it's only a five-year term, so there's not a lot of interest rate rising risks going to happen because I don't think rates are going to rise till 2024. So there's two, three, four years of low rates and then five years, you've paid it off. So there's there's those things that you've got to think about when you're financing versus paying cash. And so uh, buying it secondhand, it, you, you, you know, I think we must have saved 50000 in depreciation just with that, with that one decision. And then to finance, it allowed us to take the cash and invest it and get, we've already earned, we've already earned back half the car's whole cost in 12 months from investing that cash instead of buying the car with cash. So there you go. You, you, you may not be able to do that, but that's what we were able to do. So that's why we financed it and we bought a nice car that's going to last us probably another 10 years, if not more, I would say. Um, and I think it was a great decision. So, you know, being somewhat used for business as well, there's some tax deductions to secure from it as well. Um, and to do that, you just have to have, there's an app that you can actually add and it actually tracks what you use for business and what you use for personal. It's a really good app, actually. It's called um, Driver's Note, I think it's called. And what's cool is that you only have to track that for 13 weeks and then you can throw it through your tax returns and say, hey, this is how much I use for my business. This is how much I use for my personal. There's deductions to be made there throughout the whole motor vehicle use as well as the acquisition, right? So there's some tax implications to always think about when you're buying a car, particularly if it's uh, for you, 
you know, going to be used somewhat for your business. So, um, I hope that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> if you are like us and you can buy a car and a nice one, the question to ask yourself is, do you really need to have a new car or do you need to buy a- another car? Um, and if the answer is no, then don't do it because I'm going to say the money we saved not doing that 10 years ago has compounded into much more money today. So we always, uh, we always think long and hard before we go and buy liabilities. It's a really important thing to consider, okay? When you're when you're trying to create wealth, we spend most of our money on buying assets. We send ourselves broke buying assets. I like to joke around. So I'm really apprehensive to buy liabilities. I'm really apprehensive to get into debt. Uh, that particular finance of that vehicle is the only debt we ha- we now have. Before that, debt free for my whole life, basically. So it's not a light decision to make but it made a lot of financial sense. So thinking about buying cars, think about it from a financial standpoint and be smart about it. Don't be emotional about it. That's the one thing that will get you in trouble. Don't buy cars you don't need to. Don't buy brand new. For God's goodness sake, don't buy brand new ever. If you're going to buy a second hand, maybe off a deal is good. Um, and if you're going to do it, if you've got a business, there's some deductions to consider. If you're going to finance or pay cash, depending on the price of it, can you get a better return in the market than you can on the financing of the loan? And, you know, plan to buy a car that's going to be sensible and usable for the next 10 to 15 years. So you don't have to keep doing that and making that decision over and over again. Okay, so that's how I buy a car. That's when you'd probably want to consider buying a car yourself. That's how you approach it. And um, try not to own two cars because that's a really expensive exercise. Okay, so I hope that's been of value to you. If you're loving this podcast and that makes sense to you, this has helped Give me a shout out in your stories. I'd love to know uh, whether I helped you buy a car more intelligently financially or whether I helped you avoid buying a car you didn't need. I'm happy to that I've helped in, in one respect uh, or another. And uh, yeah, leave us a review if you love the podcast and uh, shoot me a message on Instagram at Lloyd James Ross if you want me to do a particular topic. And um, yeah, thanks so much for listening in. I really appreciate you all. Thanks so much for making this an amazing, fun show to do. And I look forward to seeing you or hearing Uh, from you on the next episode. All right, talk to you then. Thanks for joining us this week on the Money Grows on Trees podcast. If you like the show, you might want to check out our book, Money Grows on Trees, which you can find at LloydJRoss.com. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, leave a review, and feel free to reach out to Lloyd on Instagram at LloydJamesRoss. 